SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 25 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with Dr. Ntabiseng Muliko, who is an economist at the Stellenbosch Business School as we commemorate 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. Our next guest argues that the 1.6 billion rand budget um, allocation is not reaching the organizations protecting women and children. This is despite commitments made at the presidential summit on GBV in 2018 and 2022 and the femicide and rollout of the National Emergency Response response action plan um, the budget also not stemming with the stemming not stemming the tide of violent crimes against women and children either crime statistics for july to september 2023 estimate that around 100 rapes and 78 women were killed daily to tell us more about this we are joined by dr Ntabiseng muliko dr muliko good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us very good afternoon thanks for having me I was actually speaking to um, one of the activists who works in this space in Mpumalanga and I asked her specifically about the gender-based violence and femicide fund that was set aside and I asked if any of the organizations that she represents have ever received any of this money and she said nothing to her knowledge. What is your experience and what have you heard? Well, I think on the funding side, um, the announcement, uh, just to take a little bit back, there have been several commitments made by the president, which in which directly uh, means that the government or the state has then uh, announced, um, at least at the policy level, that these are the interventions that they will put in place. And then this is the funding uh, that will then back up the activities of the state to try and quell the of gender-based funds. I think just on the funding side, the monies that are allocated are obviously to the different departments, uh, whether it's the South African Police Service, it would be the Department of Social Development, uh, because the monies have never been ring-fenced into a specific fund. The private sector then mobilized capital um, on their own GDVF fund, and that mobilization has its own process for applicants, uh, which are then vetted and then the money is dispersed accordingly uh, based on their uh, deliverables. So I think on the state side, the 1.6 billion, the Commission for Gender Equality in a report uh, cited looking at the priorities and whether or not there have been an impact post uh, the action plan of the government um, and how successful that has been. Um, And I think one of the findings is that it's very difficult to ring fence and niche and show the actual impact on rape, on sexual violence, and also on gender-based violence or domestic violence and femicide because the money is not ring-fenced. And it's very difficult also uh, to follow through on the impact in terms of the activities of that money. I think, secondly, the money we do know from an austerity perspective, uh, there have been allocation cuts because of austerity from National Treasury affecting all departments. And this is inclusive of Department of Social Development, which outsources to many of these NPOs or NGOs that assist the government in the response post-victimization or violence to women. And so we know that they will be all adversely affected uh, because of the budget cuts. So, so how should we do or how should we approach this conversation differently then um, and also deal with the issues that you speak about around the, the ring fencing and also being able to track how um, the allocation of the money has actually changed the lives of women? I think the first thing, Aldrin, if we are really as a, as a nation are able to respond to crises, the country has two crises right now. 
uh, one of the, the, the critical crises that we are talking about now is the violence against women and children, uh, the scourge of gender-based violence that is, is unquelling. It's not being moved. Uh, the rape rate, the murder rate, the femicide rate, and the, the, the effect on society is not necessarily being reduced by the current actions. And so what that means is that the response is not adequate. Remember, what you do is you have to monitor the effect and the impact of your activities so that they actually have a, a reduction uh, on the rate of domestic violence, on the rate of femicide and rape. So all the sexual crime statistics that you have just cited, in, in, including more, show that whatever we've established from an institutional perspective, even from um, uh, emergency response action plan perspective, more than uh, half of those uh, targets were never implemented or achieved. So it says to you that the prioritization of these activities are inadequate. So it's not just about funding, but it's about the adequacy of the interventions. And so one needs to look at the adequacy of those. And I think we have not necessarily declined and, and cause the decline in the incidence of TBV. One of the primary reasons is that you are not able to deal with perpetrators and have interventions that ensure access to justice for these victims of crime and survivors of gender-based violence. So the accountability architecture is not adequate. And I think SEPT has a role to play here. The case processes have a role to play here. Uh, the the, the, the um, what we call the DNA, the laboratories, and all of the tests that are done to confirm these victims uh, that are sent to court, the processing of the DNA, that has a role to play here. And that hasn't necessarily increased sufficiently the throughput rate and the deterrence that is necessary for perpetrators mm. to know this is unacceptable, this is something that the justice cluster will respond to harshly, and that sexual crimes are not something that we will take lightly as a country. And I think the urgency is just not there. The urgency is just not there. We're continuing as normal as a society. Uh, I know Cape Tech, there was a situation of a woman stabbed in full view mm. of the other students, in full view. The people, the other students had to put their lives at risk to protect that young woman. There are children in the Eastern Cape who are being molested under 10 in full view of the Department of Education. And again, we're seeing that the national outcry doesn't yield the actions and yeah. the interventions that are required. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Ntabi Singh Muliko there, economist at the Stellenbosch Business School.